Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to At Home in Connecticut, your guide to all aspects of daily living in Connecticut. Hosted by Bill Pierce and produced by WTIC News Talk 1080. Good morning and welcome to the program. My guests this morning are Molly Sapores, who is a breast nurse navigator, and uh, Dr. Christina Stevenson, who is a surgical oncologist, both from uh, UConn Health in Farmington. And October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and uh, that is why I uh, wanted to have them in here this morning. Uh, Dr. Molly, good morning and welcome. Thank good you. Good morning. Thank you. As I mentioned, uh, this this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and it's it's really a month that um, I, I, we call more attention to breast cancer. Although it's obviously something that that needs attention year round. Absolutely. At uh, at UConn, um, what are the facilities for breast cancer? I know you've got there's a fairly large center over at UConn Health in Farmington. Yeah, so we uh, pretty much have a full-service facility. So starting from the time of screening mammograms, through the biopsy, through the surgical care, any medical care, chemotherapy, radiation therapy, we have all that on site in Farmington. And this is something that that, that people should be um, really checking themselves for over time, uh, aside from their visits uh, to the doctor. Yeah, so I think it's important that patients keep up with regular clinical breast exams with their doctor once a year and also mammograms once a year. Okay, and the mammograms themselves have, have really come a long way. I mean, the, there was a standard mammogram. Now I understand there's also like ultrasound that, that I guess can see other things that perhaps the old standard mammogram does not. Yeah, so at Farmington, we have 3D mammograms, Mm -hmm. which help us to see better than the traditional 2D mammogram. Uh, So you get a three-dimensional picture of the breast tissue and helps us see through particularly patients with dense breast tissue Mm -hmm. to get a better picture. Sometimes we'll also do ultrasounds to help see through that tissue as well. Okay. Molly, uh, what is your work like over at UConn Health? So I'm the nurse navigator. I work uh, in the radiology department with Dr. Merkeloff, the radiologist, and then I work in the surgical oncology department with Dr. Stevenson. I navigate patients from the time of a suspicious finding on their screening mammograms, being told that they need a biopsy, and then once they have a cancer diagnosis, I assist in getting them down to see Dr. Stevenson, the surgical oncologist. And uh, this is obviously something that is very traumatic, but do you find people kind of reluctant to find out more about about this when when they come and if they, something shows up in a mammogram? We kind of take it on a step-by-step process. Patients who come for their screenings generally want to be preventative in their health care, so they come and they're willing to talk about what's found. Um, once they're told they have a biopsy need, they sit down and we educate them on what that's going to entail. And then once they are told they have a cancer diagnosis, usually by the ordering physician who ordered their mammogram, they're open to the education at that point. Now, I know the... the standard for for having mammograms or the timing, the age, everything seems to be changing or in doubt. There seem to be a lot of conflicting 
uh, reports out about what people should or should not do. Where do we stand right now, doctor? So our recommendations at UConn Health are that uh, people get mammogram screening every year starting at age 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guidelines from different societies do vary based on a patient's individual risk factors or family history and other things. Okay, and the, if we mentioned earlier, the, the, the you mentioned the 3D mammogram. Uh, a, a lot more reliable than than the the old mammogram. Yes. So the 3D mammograms have shown what they call a decreased callback rate. So that means the amount mm-hmm. of times that a woman has to come back for additional pictures after an abnormal mammogram mm-hmm. screening. Um, so it's cut that rate in half. Um, and it also helps us to see through that dense tissue to know what's going on and find a cancer early. And this could turn up something that looks like it may be something, but Maybe not. And these are the things that like a 3D mammogram can turn up that the older mammogram cannot. Yes. So a 3D mammogram can really show us a little more detail about Mm -hmm. an abnormality that we see, helps the radiologist to distinguish whether or not it's a benign thing that doesn't require any follow-up or something that might be a cancer that would require additional intervention. Are there people that should have mammograms perhaps more than once a year once they reach age 40? So there's really no benefit to doing mammograms more often than once okay. a year. Okay, so the 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 one year is enough. Is yes. is there an age at which mammograms should not be given? I mean, sometimes with colonoscopy and whatnot. So once you get to a certain age, really, they sure. don't do them. Yeah, so we usually say when your life expectancy is less than about five to ten years from other causes, that's a good time to stop or Mm -hmm. consider stopping doing mammograms. I think it really comes down to your individual decision as to whether or not you'd like any treatment if something's found on a mammogram. The goal of the mammogram is to find things very early. Um, You know, the alternative is you find something when it's a mass that you feel. Mm -hmm. So it might be a later stage when you find it. All right, and that's uh, the patient can sometimes detect this through self-examination. Yes. Okay, and they how often should they do that? Should they do that in the course of taking a shower or whatnot? Or so I think it's important for patients to be aware of any changes in their breasts, so mm-hmm. you know they can check that. Uh, we usually recommend no often, more often than once a month, um, mm-hmm. to check their own breasts and let us know if there's any concerns that they notice, or let their doctor know if they notice any new lumps or anything mm-hmm. that might be concerning. And certainly, if the, if the the tendency sometimes might be, well, it's probably nothing, so I'll let it go. But you you shouldn't do that either. No, I think you know it depends on the individual circumstances. But I think if somebody notices something that's persisting, then they should certainly bring it to the attention of their doctor. Molly, how do you find working with uh, with patients uh, at UConn? Most of the patients I've worked with have been lovely. They're very open and mm-hmm. receptive to the care that we give there. They're gracious, and um, they love Dr. Stevenson. And do you have <laughs> recommendation for people who are coming in who may be a bit apprehensive? Are there any words of comfort you can have for them? Well, I think, you know, it is a very scary thing. I think, uh, you know, people are very anxious around the time of their mammogram. But I think the thing to keep in mind is that the point of the mammogram is to find something when it's early and most treatable. So getting the mammogram helps you to get through this course better Mm -hmm. if we do find something abnormal. And certainly if you've been going on a regular basis, uh, that that would help. Whereas if you let it go for a long period of time, it's like so many other things, uh, colon cancer among them where there really aren't that many symptoms or any symptoms at all. You may feel perfectly fine. Uh, everything may appear to be fine, but it's not. Yes. So a small breast cancer can be growing in the breast without any other symptoms. So the only way to find it might be with a mammogram. And catching it early is very important because from there, 
it, it can spread. Yes. So if we find them when they're small or even a pre-invasive breast cancer, it's very easily treatable, mm-hmm. um, usually with surgery, sometimes with radiation ter- therapy, sometimes also with other medications, but uh, really can minimize the amount of treatment that someone needs. Right. So there are, there are options that you can discuss with a patient when they come in if they do have a finding. Yes. Now, where if people would like more information about this, more about the uh, the breast cancer um, treatment and what's available at UConn, where is the best place to go? So we have a website, uh, UConn uh, Health website, and we also have a dedicated breast nurse navigator phone, 860-480-1981. And I carry that phone with me Monday through Friday, 8 to 430, um, and I'm able to answer questions related to breast cancer, breast awareness, mammograms, and whatnot. And it's best if if you've got questions, don't hesitate to call. Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, hopefully we'll we'll raise some people's awareness about this this particular month and maybe encourage some people to come in. And if they haven't had a mammogram or been checked out, maybe uh, maybe they'll they'll get over there or at least make the appointment. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you both. And uh, that's our program for this morning. My guest this morning, uh, Dr. Christina Stevenson, who is a um, surgical oncologist at uh, UConn Health. And we also have a breast nurse navigator who is Amali Saporis from UConn Health. That is the program for this morning. I'm Bill Pierce. Join me again next Sunday. You've been listening to At Home in Connecticut, a public service project produced by WTIC News Talk 1080. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.